something bad. Just a flesh wound. I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains. Take your sticking paws off me, you damn dirty ape. I'm sorry, Ben. I'm afraid I can't do that. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! I guess everyone's a Greetings and welcome to Cinema Shock, the podcast celebrating the stories behind your favorite cult and genre films. But this is not one of those episodes. This is the bonus episode where we take a few minutes to catch up with each other and let you, the listeners, take a peek behind our podcast curtain. I am one of your hosts, writer-comedian, Mr. Todd A. Davis. Hey, I'm Justin Bishop. And I am Gary Horn. Fellas, it is so good to see you again. We see each other as we record, but, uh, you know, getting towards the holidays, I'm actually looking forward to maybe seeing uh, you in person once or twice, I think. Uh, We've got... no. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe, I don't know. hopefully, hopefully. I, mean, I think like... the pandemic hopefully cured us of having to see each other in person. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, we uh, we are three nerdy guys who just really enjoy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but we, I'm, uh, I'm we... very cool. I'm the Brad Pitt of nerd podcast. I am a nerdy friend that has cool friends that let him <laughs> hang around with them. Uh, fellas, what have you been, uh, what have you been watching? What have you been consuming? Again, I mentioned we're getting towards the holidays. So uh, I feel like Halloween movie season is in full swing. What have you guys? Been well, watching? listen, I mean, we watch horror movies year round. Let's not, let's not pretend we don't, but right. we definitely, uh, ratcheted up a notch around Halloween. So I try to watch, I don't watch a movie every day. Uh, I try to, but is, sometimes my schedule doesn't work out that way. Uh, although I am watching the Chucky TV series now so when I only have time for you know, a little 45 minute show. Uh, Cause I, I think I mentioned on our last bonus episode, I had watched all the child's play movies all the way through yeah. or I had almost watched them. I, I, I had one more to go, I think. But I watched it. Obviously, it was pretty good. The last one's fun. Uh, the only one I really didn't like was uh, Curse of Chucky. The rest of them are pretty good. Mm. Uh, but the Chucky TV show, I'm like three or four episodes in, and it's it's really great. Have you watched it, Gary? Yeah. Man, I watched the first season. I haven't watched the new one. I was into it at first. I remember falling off a little bit. By the end of it, I was just kind of out of it. But I've been into it so far. I mean, it's, it's super fun. Um, but other than that, I've been watching the... Uh, Friday the 13th and Freddy movies in chronological order. I guess they were released. So nice. it goes like Friday the 13th, one, two, three, four, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street. It'll kind of go back and forth for a little while. So I've watched the first four Friday movies and then the first Nightmare movie so far. I'm going to try to finish them all before Halloween. I don't know if that'll happen because I also really want to rewatch uh John Carpenter's Halloween and then the first two David Gordon Green Halloweens before that new one comes out, which will, uh, gosh, by the time this episode drops, it will have come out. It will have been out for a few days, I think. So Ooh. hopefully I will have caught up by then. Well, I also watched Rob Zombie's The Monsters. Um, the Ooh. Monsters. Oh, yeah. Um, is that, is it decent? No. Okay. <laughs> I was it like, not, I, was I saw the trailer. I was like, I'm this excited. is garbage. This it is not terrible. Is it, is it not decent? Because it's just terrible. Like, is it is it possible that it's just like this is a guy who was super into the show and he is trying to recreate the show, like his memories of the show? I don't yes, know, man. Maybe. But it is whatever he's trying to do is not working. 
whatever it is. It's it's not good. It's just it's it's not funny. Uh, it's painful to watch. Uh, there are a couple of good moments here and there. Jeff Daniel Phillips does an okay Herman Munster. He's got the laugh down pat pretty good. Uh, but overall, it is pretty hard to get through. I'll be honest. Uh, uh, that's <laughs> sad to hear because one of our goals for uh, Halloween or October this year was to watch all the Rob Zombie stuff. Well, that'll be the, the culmination. <laughs> that'll be the culmination of it. Um, but there are some other good new horror movies out. Like I saw Pearl recently, uh, Barbarian. I think Gary, you saw Barbarian, right? Hell yeah. It's awesome. Barbarian's worth your time. Folks. Yeah. It's you great. Should, you should see that. It is, it is. I think it's going to, it's going to go in knowing as little as possible. 100%. Just yeah, don't know ahead. anything. <laughs> don't know anything. I never even watched a trailer and I'm so glad I didn't because, uh, we were discussing this off mic, but it takes, Every left turn when you're expecting it to take a right turn, you never know where that movie's going wow. until the very end, and it is a blast. Super fun. Directed by one of the guys from The Whitest Kids, you know. Yeah, which is interesting. Hmm. Comedy guys getting into horror, they're good at it. Holy shit, I yeah. don't think I knew yeah. that. Yeah. Isn't that There's, fun? That's been a that's that's a weird that's a weird connection to make the comedy to horror thing, but I guess I don't know. There's certain there's uh, this is straying off topic, but like there seems to be some sort of connection between like the people who are involved in comedy and the darkness of horror, like really converging into making these great things. I, don't, I, I don't didn't know. know it was going to be by one of the directors of whitest kids. Yeah. But somehow I knew when you said that it would be this one. Like I just knew which yeah. guy it was going to be. <laughs> well, cause the other guy it would have been is not just with dead. us anymore, yeah. but it was, right. uh, there were, there was just, those those two seem like the creators. And Todd, you're right. Uh, not to step on your point. Uh, I feel like we've talked about this a little bit with like guys like Jordan Peele and that sort of thing. I I think comedy and horror are pretty closely married. Yeah, like, yeah. They're they're both getting a reaction out of people that is more re- like visceral. I think mm. uh, you know, like like you can't you can't tell somebody what's funny to them. Right. You know, either and you can't tell somebody what scares them. It's like uh, I think Roger Ebert's uh, quote is is somewhere along the lines of "You can't." I, this is a uh, I will say a paraphrase of his quote, uh, but he likens horror and and uh, like I guess like porn <laughs> together, where you can't explain to somebody like why something makes you scared. You also can't explain like what why why something gives one guy a boner and not another guy. You know, and comedy is kind of the same way where you, some things that are funny to one person are very not funny to another person. Todd, you know that. I do know that. (laughs) (laughs) I am, I am painfully aware of that, of that aspect, but I mean, yeah, there's, there's folks do react differently to different things. And there's this thought that, you know, a laugh is generated because you found some sort of intellectual understanding with the presenter's point of view so laughs are actually generated as a uh, because of a higher understanding of a particular topic Mm um you know i is 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 horror the same or is horror the flip side of that coin like you you're identifying you're agreeing with the filmmakers that that is scary Mm-hmm. Which is which, like you said, you can't really tell people what they're afraid of, 
But if you show them a horror film and they do have that reaction, you just agreed with the filmmakers. Yeah, I mean, that, it's, that makes sense. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. And, and obviously, Jordan Peele is probably the most uh, famous or prominent example of like a comedian turning horror. But I mean, there are others. I mean, hell, David Gordon Green, who's doing the, you know, the the Halloween movies now, he did pineapple express he did sure. your highness you know he he did horror films bobcat goldthwaite has done has dabbled in both a bunch um yeah. john krasinski you with the quiet yeah. place he came oh, from yeah. came from a, a, a comedy background obviously so we well, go back uh, to uh you go back to um ivan reitman you know yeah. doing ghostbusters almost mm-hmm. all of those almost that entire cast are are uh sketch comedy performers yeah. and stand-up comedians yeah they're um, they're comedy and horror are definitely like bedfellows yeah strangely but yeah Yeah, oddly enough but i think it's just both because they both elicit a reaction like when you laugh because you you so you hear something funny and you laugh you can't help it because you find it funny it's Mm -hmm. just like when something makes you scream because yeah it's just a reaction like a that you can't help yeah and you look at other folks like um uh edgar wright Simon peg those guys Mm-hmm. You know, well, there's there, there's Shaun, those Shaun of the Dead is a great it is a hysterical movie, but it's got all the it it ticks all the boxes for mm-hmm. some of the best horror movies as yeah. well. Absolutely. Well, well, you talk about it. I mean, you on that same level that you talk about Tequila Watini, uh, yeah. with like uh, what happens or what we shadow, do in the shadows, what yeah. we do in the shadows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So there's guys that 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 get that bond. It's it's interesting. Um. They're like instinctual, like something built into you that well, plays well i mean we're talking about sam raimi right now which is one of the best examples of somebody blending comedy and horror you know we, mm-hmm. we've only done the evil dead so far but shit when we get to evil dead 2 and army of darkness i mean those are especially evil dead 2 i think is the perfect like blend of comedy and horror because it doesn't lean one way or the other too much like army of darkness he starts going veering a little more in the comedy than the horror stuff but evil dead 2 is like the best of both worlds yeah yeah i would say so yeah, yeah. absolutely what what else you uh what else you've been watching fellas uh, or do you or do you want me to go ahead with mine <laughs> well gary you just saw um smile right i haven't seen it yet oh i want to see that <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, see that. It looks awesome. I, I will say this i don't want to let anybody down but i mean i i don't um but for me i thought smile looked like any other horror movie like just one of those random horror movies that comes out mm-hmm. and, and you're just gonna see it and whatever but uh i thought smile was really really good and i, I would even say uh i would preface this uh, i'm not even one to normally do this but i would give you a trigger warning if you're in a bad place mentally it's probably not the movie for you because it is not a happy movie yeah by any stretch, even though it's called Smile, uh, <laughs> the only time people smile is when bad things are happening, mm. and uh, it is not a lighthearted movie, and it doesn't end well. It's uh, it, it's it's just a solid horror movie, but it is a downer of a movie, and it's uh, and it's uh, it deals with I think, uh, I mean, it's like trauma and mental illness and that sort of thing. I think it's better than it's supposed to be. And, yeah. uh, and I think it, it seems like one of those studio movies that came out, but this guy, Parker Finn, who uh, wrote directed it, um, he went for it, man. And, uh, I, I, and I'm, I'm talking about it. Like, I'm not trying to praise it. Like I think it's, you know, 
he's not the second coming of anybody or anything like that. I don't think it's like the best movie I've ever seen, but I think it's better than you think it is. Like it than than a lot of people like if you're like me and you think it looks just like a studio dumb horror movie, it's not. It's cool. it's it's better than that. I've been hearing good things about it. I'm excited to check it out. Um yeah and uh on the same token i've been watching all the hellraisers and uh you know that went as well as expected did you watch the uh, new one yep and i just watched the new one last night and i'm I watching it tonight i'm excited for it I, I, start, I, I started watching it the other day and i got about half an hour into it i was really enjoying it and i had mismanaged my time and <laughs> i had to turn it off oh, <laughs> damn. so i uh so i'm gonna i'm gonna start it all over tonight i think i think it's good i think that if you I love David Bruckner stuff so far. Like yeah, the ritual well, and the and the night house, I think are outstanding films. I fucking love the night house. I oh, can't dude, stop thinking so about good. the night house. It's and so uh and the and the ritual is great too. Um and, and there's only certain people I feel like should make a Hellraiser movie because I, I I talk about this a little bit if you go back through uh if you follow me on Letterboxd, I've been trying to actually review some of the Hellraiser movies mm-hmm. too. And uh I've been talking about this. I think the whole mythos of Hellraiser is in unfairly lumped into slasher genre and it is not, not a slasher at it's all it's not that mm-hmm. yeah it's uh i think it's just because of the time in which it was released yeah late and 80s. i get it pinhead is the icon and that sort mm-hmm. of thing but those movies are not built to be like slashers and they're mm-hmm. they're yeah it's more cerebral than that and and weird and uh and they're supposed to be and i think i mean the more times i see the original hellraiser the more it's one of my favorites I actually really love the original Hellraiser, like so much so that I think it's worked its way up on Letterboxd for me to like a five star. And so like I am super into that movie. Um, but uh, this new one, I don't think is I, I it's probably in the top three, you know, like it's nice. it's uh, it's not, I don't think it's better than the original or anything like that. I think it's as good as the better ones. And uh <laughs> And uh, because there's a lot of bad ones, there's a lot of Hellraiser movies. I'd say there's mostly bad ones. Yeah, mostly bad ones. <laughs> it's good, and uh, and I'm not a problem that has or a person that has a problem with uh, with the repackaging of the Hell Priest and yeah. Uh, Legion. Yeah, I'm I'm cool with with all of that stuff. I love Jamie Clayton. Yeah, Jamie Clayton's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I love the Cenobites in this. There's some fun ones. And they're nice. wicked looking. And uh, I, I saw somebody complain on Letterboxd that are a little more plastic. I'll give it that. Like, I think they they uh, make them a little too sleek. Yeah. But it's uh, but there's still some pretty fucking wicked designs and some nice. pretty great gore and some, you know, but it's a Hellraiser movie. So it's again, it's not a slasher movie. It's like they're just like it's a weird game. You know, hmm. and they add some stuff to the mythos, I think, in this one that I'm kind of down for, like some cool. purpose for the box and like that kind of thing. You know, okay. I'm excited to check it out. How about you, Todd? What have you been watching lately? Uh, the first thing that jumps out, I actually watched that uh, the first episode of that new Star Wars series, Andor. Yeah, um, I'm hearing good things. Haven't watched it yet. Okay, then you're talking to different people than I've talked to. <laughs> Yeah, it's getting really good reviews. It's um, again, only watched the first episode. I think there's four or five out out now. I've been Mm -hmm. very busy with shows and stuff, but um, it's a 
it's a it's a slow burn as it strikes me as a slow burn and the issue that i the issue that i see that i think i see coming is that you took a character from a side movie and gave them their own series and it's it's hard for me to i don't mind that i honestly wish star wars would do more of that i'm tired of the skywalker bullshit right i I think we need to get into more characters who are not connected to the main og trilogy which is fine and i think there's an issue i i spoke someone else mentioned to me and i i i I think i agree with them it's kind of hard because i know what's going to happen to him well yeah so i'm less i'm less invested in his journey when i know the end i mean i Um, i see that but there's there's been so many other movies where that's been the case i mean the star wars prequel trilogy you know what's going to happen to darth vader you knew what's sure. going to happen to obi-wan you know what's going to happen to everybody sure. um, now i, I would I almost agree. say now, that, I, that works for that like having, having seen a movie before you know yeah, what I mean? and, like, and uh, granted i haven't seen andor but that was an issue for me in um the uh boba was it boba fett in the boba fett series where they had the flashbacks Right. And you had like a young Luke Skywalker and they would, you know, there's a, there's a moment where Boba Fett's bringing Luke Skywalker's like body out, like he's dead because something's happened to him. And like, we know we've seen the fucking star Wars movies. <laughs> we know Luke Skywalker is not dead. So why are you guys pretending like we don't know that? Right. <laughs> so, right. which is pretty frustrating. So I definitely get where you're coming from. Yeah. Like when you watch something on, I don't know like Pornhub, do you know, like, you know, what's going to happen, <laughs> Not, but you know, every now and then you get surprised because <laughs> <laughs> they'll throw in a certain position. Why it hits, why, it hits you in me? the eye. It hits you in the eye. And there's that, there's that little jerk. Well, yeah. sometimes, sometimes you think money shot and you get cream pie. <laughs> Words to live by. I put that on a bumper sticker. <laughs> Another T-shirt coming soon to, uh, to cinemashock.net. The other, uh, the other thing I've been watching, uh, actually watched it twice here in the last week, is uh, Duncan Jones Moon. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, you Sam- mean Zoe Bowie? That's Duncan Jones's name. He's David Bowie's son. Oh, I forgot all about that. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you'll do some research before we talk about it. Yeah, I'm gonna, I guess I'm, that that shows where I'm at in my note taking process with that movie. Um, but this is good time because I think uh, before, like as we started this, we talked about like, having a nerdy question of the week or so, which could be fun. If we were doing one this week, I would say let's talk about you and computer zoom and what the fuck. <laughs> No, because okay. when we were when we were in between episodes, <laughs> I'm just picking on you, but but you are doing moon, mm-hmm. and and I feel like space and space yeah. exploration, mm-hmm. sure, and it's like, but you're doing things you're calling Star Wars adjacent. Star I feel like Trek, Trek, Trek Star Trek adjacent. adjacent. No, Star uh, yeah, Star but, Trek. I'm just kidding. Um, um, I feel like Moon is more 2001: A Space Odyssey adjacent. Well. We'll also be covering that eventually. So it's weird. I'm just curious, curious, mm-hmm. what you're thinking of. What do you what do you think of uh what makes it Star Trek adjacent? I think well, yeah. it's because it's you know the base elements of just kind of it's science fiction, takes place in space, that whole thing. Well, that's a million movies though. Right. So I wanted to see if there was anything because I really enjoyed that movie. 
And I wanted to see, you know, upon further analysis, was, was there anything that could have maybe been gleaned from Star Trek from Star Trek? And because Star Trek has been produced since then, has any of the new Star Trek since then gleaned anything from Moon? And it's just kind of a way to highlight uh, a science fiction movie that maybe flew under the radar for some folks and just kind of say, hey, if you like science fiction takes place in space and with some good acting and it's and it's kind of a it's a really cool indie film like when are we talking about like jason x well, the, you know what we just might <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question uh well because you're saying like somebody may have missed but then if you're going to get into you know 2001 i mean that's a classic yeah, so that's, that's a classic a, you know yeah and you yeah. know i i, I and, wanna, but just, but you might actually have a connection there because i feel like star trek the motion picture was probably trying to lean more into 2001 than it was star trek some might argue but yeah i mean it was capitalizing on star wars but definitely leaned more 2001 but mm-hmm. anyway whether whether moon is truly star trek adjacent might be a discussion we have on the computer resume podcast exactly <laughs> well yeah yeah so i'm just curious i i, I was just curious because yeah, i think the thing that made me think of it is because you also talked about watching like i don't know doctor who the uh, original mm-hmm. episode of doctor who or something and it's like well jesus like there's a lot of sci-fi yeah like, yeah you, there's a bunch <laughs> I, I get when you talk about galaxy quest like the galaxy Qu- yeah or the orville or something like that like those are clearly like based yeah. around star trek but uh it's interesting with like something like moon i can't you know, I, right well, off again, it's not meant to be, head. it's not meant to be a definitive. Well, this is, this isn't, it's more like, what do you think about it? How do you feel about it? Is something like this reflected in star Trek or, you know, did star Trek reflect something that's in this movie? You know, where, where are those connections? Are there any connections? It's mm-hmm. more, it's more to be a, a discussion starter than a definitive. Well, this one is, this one isn't, you know, strike that from the list. Um, you know, and again, it's an excuse to have both of you on my show structure that episode like we structure Cinema Shock and have a fun little crossover event. Well, should yeah. be fun. So that's tune the, in to the plan. Resume podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a while before that one hits the air. <laughs> it's going to be about a month or two. That's, right. that's kind of how I do it. I record like super far in advance. Are you uh, in uh, when you get to the original series? Mm hmm. And you get to the episode uh, "The Savage Curtain." Are we going to watch Daniel Day Lewis's Lincoln? Uh, because he is not Daniel Day Lewis, but I tell, I Lincoln tell you what. is. It's Star Trek. I tell you what, Star Trek adjacent. Can we watch <laughs> Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter? <laughs> there you go. I tell you what, if both if both of you gentlemen will agree <laughs> to show up on my show, we'll cover those. We'll cover. We will absolutely cover those as bonus episodes. Oh Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Stre- you're stretching the uh the definition of star trek adjacent I no think. i'm just saying let's put let's put let's let's make it happen fellas let's put your money where your mouth is if you want to talk about it with star trek i'm game <laughs> i'm down for kingdom of the spiders starring william shatner uh anytime we want to do that as an episode <laughs> kingdom of the, it's I feel like there's spiders. an episode of the original series as well where they meet like I don't know is it Apollo or Zeus or someone yeah, yeah. Apollo Apollo okay mm-hmm. I was gonna say if we could work that, that one in. actually has a fan made sequel 
which we will be covering. Okay. I was going to say, if we could work that into <laughs> Thor Love and Thunder, I'd be down with that <laughs> as well. All right. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, well, uh, folks, uh, thanks for you know joining us for a few minutes while we catch up and, uh, and tease me about Star Trek. <laughs> Any but, chance uh, we get. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> Fellas, uh, where can you be found on the internet? I am at this is Gary Horn. I am at Justin underscore Bishop, Twitter, and, Instagram, Letterboxd, all that shit. And I am at Mr. Tade Davis on all of the socials. Uh, until next time. You want to tell what the podcast is, though? Oh, yes. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> you want, do you want to do that or me? No, go for it. Okay. Uh, you can find us at cinema underscore shock on all the socials. You can look us up and all of our past episodes and find some of our merch at cinemashock.net. And until next time. May the wings of liberty never lose a feather. And be excellent to each other. Johnny has the keys. <laughs> <laughs>